Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to build on our last episode, How Past Projects Fueled New Creative Works. But this conversation will also be good for considering any next project. So our topic of conversation today is what you need to build on a completed project. But before we chat about that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? So I have, as we record this, it is over the uh, holidays, and I have had a blast participating in my library's winter reading challenge. It's a month-long challenge that is for readers of all ages, including the adults. See, the kids aren't the only ones who get to have all the fun. And they always do this bingo thing. So you have a bingo card, and you complete activities. And some of it is like, read for 15 minutes, and there's like... I can't remember. I think there were like eight of them because I think it was like a a total of 120 minutes or whatever. Um, And then there are things like go to a program at your library or visit your library and look at the decorations or make a winter craft or drink a warm beverage, (laughs) things like that. And so I have had a lot of fun doing all the activities, most most of which were things that I was already doing with my family. or just doing with the season anyway. And so it's just been fun. And then there are gifts, you know, prizes to win and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, winter reading challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. laughing with you not at you I don't know because I do this too like all the time I that I'm just happy that I'm not the only one that happens I literally opened my mouth and took a breath and I don't know what happened (laughs) it's happened to me too (laughs) okay (sighs) well that sounds lovely I love I love 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 how cool and involved your library is in your community and yeah such a great great challenge. Yes, it was wonderful. And the craft part, I will have to say, I I stole from the kids section. <laughs> but they had these little crafts sitting out and it was to make Harry Potter uh ornaments and they were like the houses and they had Ravenclaw, that's me, and me they too. had a Hufflepuff, which is my husband. So, Aww. yes, I totally snagged those today and he and I are going to sit down and make our ornaments together. <laughs> that is going to be great. Yes. <laughs> I hope you didn't steal it from any children. I'm just going <laughs> to. I hope not. There weren't any in the general vicinity looking like they wanted them. So <laughs> I'm just joking. You know it. <laughs> I hope nobody's listening from the library and they're going to be like, next time I go in there, you're like, you no, know. That Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, those were for the children. <laughs> we're joking about this, but like Joy has a very, very strong relationship with her librarians. And I'm sure. <laughs> That if it was something that she thought was not kosher, <laughs> that she would have either consulted a librarian. 
true. Hopefully, I won't be on the blacklist because that. Would oh my just gosh, be you're gonna like send them money in the mail now, aren't you? <laughs> like anonymous. Anonymous. I'll take in extra like cans of food when they do the food for fines thing. Even though I don't have a fine, I'll just like bring in a bag. Like they're like, oh, but you don't have any fines. Yeah, it's for a thing. Just don't ask questions. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I better now. Ornaments. I did it. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> the way our minds work. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to hear about your crea- your creative week. <laughs> so Christmas season is really upon us at this point in time. And uh, there are Christmas presents to be wrapped. There are finalizations in the boys' separation of rooms. If you heard the last episode, I am separating the boys from a, a joint room to separate rooms they have decided that it is time for privacy and so finalizations on all of that is happening I'm just you know a little weepy as I'm (laughs) carrying like bags to the thrift store and stuff for them to (laughs) for them to get rid of and all that kind of stuff but uh, it's a good it's a good season I did get to chit chat with um, one of the people that I went to the writing retreat with in Maryland and that was such a joy it was such a joy and you know yes you joy but um, (laughs) it was it really was it just lifted my heart by the end of it. I was just like so excited and energetic and everything. And it was, it was lovely to think that um, these relationships that you, you know, you build in a week are really sticking together. And I love that so much. And um, I'm so thankful for people who don't give up on me. Um, I am very, very bad about reaching out and, uh, and sharing with other people and asking how their day is and all of that kind of stuff, because I feel as if I am a burden and, um, that it would just be like, not necessarily, not necessarily an unwelcome thing, but it would just be like one more thing that they have to deal with and do in order to, you know, to fill their day. I don't know. But whenever you have other people who are reaching out to you and they're like, Hey, I was just thinking about you. How's your day going? And all of that kind of stuff like that to me isn't burdensome. So I don't know why I feel like on the reverse side, it would be. So anyway, weird, but (laughs) we're both like giving like insights into our odd psyches apparently today. (laughs) Right. And it's like so hectic. And and I think at this point in time, I'm a little bit raw too, because it's like getting close to Christmas and everything is just like the time, the clock, you can feel it ticking like every second that goes by. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just feeling like, oh, I'm never going to make it. The presents aren't going to be wrapped. <laughs> it was a, a FaceTime talk, too. So I got to see your face. <laughs> and it was so nice. So we talked about her project and we talked about my project. And uh, and then we just talked about life. And it was just such a revitalization in the creative spirit. And I enjoyed it very, very much. Oh, that's wonderful. Those creative <laughs> chats are some of the best things, I think. And so, yes, I would add that in as like a, this is your bonus challenge, QWERTY challenge. Like (laughs) y'all need to have a creative chat with another creative sometime because it really does boost your spirits. Right, right. So go to a festival or go to a a farmer's market that has crafts or go to your library or go, you know, go somewhere where the creatives live. (laughs) and (laughs) Go where the wild creatives are. (laughs) 
go where your creatives are and, and, you know, have a cup of coffee and just stand around until somebody talks to you about things because it is totally worth it. (laughs) And yes. Um, But I just wanted to share that it was such a, like a, in the midst of all of this and, um, and granted I did put it upon myself to split the boys room. So it doesn't have to be this busy. Uh, it doesn't, you know, I don't have to be this chaotic in my brain, but I felt as if I needed to, because next week, um, after Christmas, Joy and I are having a digital workshop week. So I don't know. I had to sing it. That was weird. That was perfect. I love that. That was beautiful. I'm so excited about that. So we can talk about that in the next episode, I'm sure. But we're going to spend three half days on Skype talking about our project and really nailing down some stuff. So we have had all of these workshop periods where we've spent between one and four hours a week, I believe, somewhere around that. Um, dissecting, like re, uh, reacquainting ourselves with our book, Finders Keepers, A Practical Approach to Finding Keep Your Writing Critique Partner, which is what season four is based off of. We are working through a project with you guys, sharing our observations and our um, our discoveries along the way. And now we have done the preliminary preparations for this and we are ready to make something of it. And it's so <laughs> exciting. It is. And I didn't want all of this stuff to kind of get stuck into the second week um, there where where we were having this workshop. I wanted the next week to be a creative week. And so that's my light at the end of the tunnels, ladies and gentlemen, is (laughs) I'm wanting to get through this week um, so that we can have happy visiting times with family and all of that kind of stuff. And, And next week it can be just like a creative spirit joy field week yay that's the goal so (laughs) it's a good goal (laughs) I'm looking forward to that too and I am also looking forward to being able to share with you guys how our workshop goes and any little nuggets that we come up with during that so I think it's going to be good in so many different ways Right. So three days of long-term focus on one project with a creative partner. That is going to be interesting. I can't, I, I, yeah, I'm just thrilled. (laughs) It's going to be great. So today's episode, we are talking about needs. You know, what do you really need to build on a completed project or even just to begin a next project, any next project? Okay, so we have come up with five needs that we want to share with you guys. And the first one is kind of a two-parter. So uh, the first one is you need to have affection for the past project. So In this, we're talking about specifically if you are coming up with a new project that is built on a past one that you've already got out there, whether it is a, you know, beginning a series from one book, or maybe it is a different creative medium coming out of something that you've already put out into the world, whatever the case may be. First, you need to have an affection for the past project, because, I mean, if you hated it the first time, you're probably not going to like it any better unless and here's the caveat to that (laughs) maybe your audience is begging for this (laughs) so in that case can you find love for it in order to make money and that is possible 
but it's still something that you need to ask yourself. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that you need to have, you know, affection for it. And if you can't have affection, I think the next step would be like, you need to have a strong emotion about it. If you like search your soul (laughs) and find like a strong emotion, it's something that's like ho-hum. I don't know if that would be worth my time because my time is so small. Yeah. Um, if it's something that you do full time and you have a whole home feeling and your audience is, is begging for it, then absolutely. Like, you know, if you, if you have the time and you know that it's going to be like low hanging fruit, then you <laughs> can go for it. Yeah. Um, but even if you, even if you hated it, I'm going to, I'm going to contradict you just a small amount here, just a smidge. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to contradict you. I'm going to say that affection for it at some point in time. There you go. <laughs> We're brainstorming here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are literally chatting this out loud with you. <laughs> exactly. We did chats. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that affection is is needed at some point in time because if you hated the end project, but maybe there is something that that still like you still have fond memories of whenever you first started the project may change your current view of it. And it's something that you can either do with like merch or you can do with um, a spinoff to give you get you back to that place where you loved the project, you loved the setting, you loved the the characters or you loved the colors or you loved the technique or you you know whatever your creative medium is. Like if you can get back to that place, um I would definitely say that that would be worth it. Uh even if you took the audience out of it, it it might it might still be worth it. And with the audience aspect too, like it could be that your affection is for the audience. Ooh. And so that's another aspect too. So there has to be right. some sort of affection going on. Right. There. So I take back my take back. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think what you added was good. So I don't think you need to take that back. But <laughs> anyway. Fair. Okay. So the second half of this, talking about the affection thing, is you also need to have an affection for the future work as well. That's a great point. So is what you're coming up with to um, to build upon a past project or is your new project something that you are going to love or grow to love? Yeah. And so our example for this, um, the second part was for us, speaking from our point of view, if we didn't enjoy graphic design, coming up with merch would be torture. Oh, but we yes. both enjoy that. Like that's something that we like. Um, the same for us, if we didn't enjoy teaching and public speaking, Workshops and lectures would be torture, but this podcast would be torture. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but for us, like we enjoy this stuff. So this, it, it works, right? We have an affection for not only the topics or the content, but we also have an affection for the medium, Um, Mm. you know, and I think that that's important too. So like if you loathe graphic design and you hate the idea of having an online shop, well, I mean, that's not where you need to go. <laughs> right. Or if you could take the, pl- the like, identify the places and things that you hate and find a workaround with that. I think that mm-hmm. would be fine, too. So if you yeah. loathe graphic design, but you love this quote and you really want it on a T-shirt or something mm-hmm. like that, then maybe you go to Fiverr or you go to a graphic designer mm-hmm. and say, can you do this for me and work out something there? Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to have a an online store, 
connected to your website, then maybe you upload that graphic design uh, piece to Redbubble or Society6 or a store that is already curated for you Mm -hmm. to where you wouldn't have to do too much. It would be kind of like a low low responsibility level there. Um, whereas like Shopify connected to your web spot, website is like high responsibility level. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so you could, you could find some workarounds there, but I think that the point here is that like knowing yourself and knowing what you like and what you don't like and knowing if it's going to be worth finding a working or a workaround, or you just work on your next project and move forward. Yeah. So the second need that we came up with was you need either an audience for this new project or a purpose for it. And we'll explain what we mean by that in a minute. So to give you an example, this comes from Any Good Thing. So like I've said before, Any Good Thing began as just simply a standalone novel. It has now turned into a collection of four books. So for me, the reason that this came to be was it was there were a few reasons for it one was um because i fell in love with the characters so that was kind of part of it a big part of it uh also i was prepping for that giant audience that one day i hope to have i already have a fantastic group of readers who are amazing and who expressed um joy with certain characters and certain relationships and things like that but I also have that little piece in my heart that hopes that one day I'm going to have a much larger audience of people who are going to want these other books, these other stories that have come off of any good thing. So there was that. And that was so that was the audience side of it. And also, I feel like there was a little bit of cutting teeth on this project. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, any good thing was my debut novel. So it was my first book. So the everything was new with it. Um, learning just how to to write, how to edit, how to get to that point of publication, and then learning how to publish. But then further into the collection, it's a novel, it's a novella, it's a short story collection, and it's an epistolary. So I was also letting myself play with developing um, my abilities in different ways of writing. And that was a lot of fun and important for me. Um, So that was kind of my purpose part of this. And the whole thing was just part of a figuring out who I am as an author, both an author and as a publisher. Um, Because as a self-published author, you know, I have my own publishing company. And so I have those two sides to it. So this gave me a bigger opportunity to figure out who I am in all of those roles um, with four books instead of just the one. So there was a lot of audience, both audience and purpose behind that. You had your finger on the pulse of the project at the whole, whole time. So yeah, well done there. Well, thank you. Joy's a very purposeful person too, and she's very purposeful and she's very practical. And if there's not if there's not a a reason or like there's nothing frivolous, I think that you do. Yeah. <laughs> there's no time for frivolous. We <laughs> got time for that. <laughs> so um, I always strive to be more like Joy in this way. <laughs> but how 
fun too, people. Like, you of know. course, like, but you know, like that is a, there's a purpose for fun, though, right? Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, for me, like writing four different types of books was fun, man. Like, I loved that, and other people would probably look at me like I have five heads, but <laughs> yeah, and that that was such a cool thing for me too to watch because not only like the first book is a novel the second book is a novella the third book is a short story the fourth book is a epistolary yeah yeah the yeah the fourth book is an epistolary so she not only challenged herself into like how to write in the same world for four books but she challenged herself with four different types of books that she was gonna <laughs> write so all of the research and and all of the wonder that goes into learning there's you know, the different strategies and techniques and needs for the different types of books that you are going to be writing and all of this stuff like it was just amazing to watch and uh and to watch her do it so well four different times is really kind of cool <laughs> so audience and purpose definitely um so if she didn't have an audience who was already reading the first novel. If she didn't have the purpose of learning um, through these projects, they would really just be, I don't know. What would they be joy? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they wouldn't be, I think. Is <laughs> well, not thing. for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, not for me. That's true. Cause I have to have those things. Um, <laughs> I think that, well, because it's four books, so four times the work, I don't think, I think you would lose your drive to get them done, you know, without these things, mm -hmm. like without either an audience or a purpose or both, there's, then what's the point? And without a driving force, now. Yeah. Right. So they really might not be for, for not just for you, but for anyone else, there, mm -hmm. there's nothing to get you to the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, that's, yeah, that's I mean, thoughtful. like, I, I keep trying to think of like examples, but like any, anything that you would do, any project that you would do, there's going to either be an audience or a purpose, mm -hmm. you know, that reason for doing it. And it could simply be that you just had this idea and you wanted to get it out. And that's fine. Like you don't even like if you're a creative who isn't necessarily doing this for um, the business side of it, like you still have a reason for painting that painting or writing that book or that story. Right. Even if it's just a, um, even if it, you're just compelled to do it and, and to finish it. Yeah. I, I think that would be your reason, right? That would be your purpose is to get it from the inside out so that it's not plaguing you anymore. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would agree. So there's, there's going to be something there. Right. Right. Or you're likely not going to finish it. Unless you're, if you're good at finishing something without an audience or a purpose, would you contact us? Because we want to know your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Give us this example that we can't come up with. Please. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm curious now. <laughs> I am too. Like, I personally need one or the other or both. Um, so, yes, yes, yes. So our next one is that we need to know that you're still moving forward and you're not stuck in the past. Okay, so this is the difference between like your greatest hits album over and over and over again and then like having your greatest hits album. Yes, absolutely. And then moving on to new music. We don't want to get stuck in the past. 
right? No musical examples there because I don't want to get anybody angry. So, (laughs) (laughs) but that is the thing. Like, you know, if you, if you're, past project is something that is hugely successful. Joy and I thought about this caveat before we recorded. (laughs) There's a caveat here because if your past project is hugely successful and you are financially secure and or overwhelmingly financially secure because of your past project, then I guess it doesn't really matter what you do or don't do. It doesn't (laughs) with, with your, with as far as you're moving forward, but tends to be from joy and my experience that, If you are creative, that if you stop creating, then you tend to lose a little bit of your overall joy in life. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Okay, I agree with that. Um, so if you have been in your world, in your um, in your past projects for too long, then we don't want you to stagnate as a create creative. And uh, if you have lost some of the joy. Uh, because you've been creating not the same thing over and over again, because we know that that's a little bit different, right? But if you've lost the joy in staying inside of those past projects and you're ready to move on to something new, then maybe listen to your instincts there and try something new. Even if it's a small thing, you can still do the money makers over here as well, but maybe try a small thing and see if that kind of revives you and your creative spirit. Or maybe you just need to jump in headfirst into something new and see what happens. And I think, too, that there is another way that this might potentially happen for some creatives, and it comes down to fear. (laughs) So if you, our old friend, fear. So if you (laughs) have some big project and you've done a lot of things building on that project, um, they could be great, but maybe there's this whole new idea that you just, honestly, if if you're honest with yourself, you're too afraid to go for something completely new. And that's legitimate. Like that, I totally get that. Like, for example, if you have always written in fantasy worlds and that is, you know, always been your thing and you, you kind of feel like it's a comfort zone, like you're, you're confident in your abilities, you're pleased with the stories you've been putting out, but then another story idea comes and maybe it's historical fiction. I mean, that's completely different, right? And maybe that thought is just really terrifying. Like this is a totally different genre. What if I'm not good at it? I'm having to like completely new audience, new everything. Um, So potentially there's some fear there, which you just need to admit and work through, you know, and understand that you're not the only one who would feel that way. Like that's a common thing amongst creatives. So I don't know, that just popped in my head and I thought that I would toss that out into the Yeah, totally valid. (laughs) Look, fear is, is like, I don't know. I think fear and creativity kind of go hand in hand a lot of times. Um, maybe not so much when you're younger, but as, as we grow into adulthood, like that just kind of happens with our insecurities. And as we're learning our who we are and and how we fit into this world, it just kind of happens. So fear is always something relevant to talk about in creative circles. So never apologize for that. But Um, absolutely. I think that that could totally be it. Um, and then also if you, if you haven't gotten a creative project completed and you keep going back to it over and over again. So if we're talking about like past things, then maybe listen to our episode on how to drop a creative project. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Trying to move forward there. Because maybe, you know, maybe you haven't finished it, but you keep going back and you're listening to this episode and you're like, 
hmm, but I haven't finished it. Well, <laughs> let's just go back to that episode and see if it's time. If it's not, that's so cool. You keep going. You, you truck along, my friend. But, um, but if it is, let's do it. Yeah. And another one to go back to, if the fear thing struck a note with you, is definitely go back. It was in the first five episodes. I think it was the fifth episode in our very first season. Mm-hmm. May did her theory of fear. And that is definitely worth a listen. Um, if you haven't listened to it before, and even if you have, like, please revisit that. Because that kind of, really, you just put fear in such a new light. And I think in terms that can be very helpful for anybody. So. Right, right. Well, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate that. And then, so our next need, so our fourth need is you need to know how this fits in your business plan. Okay, so this is the practical side of things that I love oh so much. Um, you know, is this going to be financially viable? This new project that you're thinking about doing, like, is this going to bring in the bucks or... <laughs> because not everything in the creative world has to do with actually making money. Is it going to benefit in some way? So is it going to um, bring in more of an audience for you? Is it going to be something that can be somewhat of a gift to your current audience? Is it going to be something that can bring more people to your, um, your website, your social media, your, you know, whatever? Um, so you can ask, is it going to further your business in some way, whether it's monetarily or it could be some other way, or is this going to negatively split your focus? Cause you don't want to do that, especially as creatives, especially for those of us who this is not our only thing. You know, we have the day job, we have the kids, we have the, this, we have the, that, right? So you really can't split your focus too many ways and it not negatively affect you. So that's kind of what we're talking about with this. Does it fit into your business plan? Right. And this might be something that's completely obvious and not necessarily need to be said out loud, but I don't communicate that way. I say everything out loud. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best way to do because you know, we're all about communication. And if you don't say things, then anyway, yes. Yes. So if it's not going to split your your focus negatively um, and you don't know perhaps how your audience is going to respond to this and if it will make you money, then I think it's really, really important to research how much money it's going to take you to make it mm-hmm. and uh, to set yourself a budget. And if you do need to cut back on some certain things then and, or find workarounds or barter with friends or something mm-hmm. like that, like you already have that in your mind. So you're not surprised at the end of the day, whenever something that you thought was a really cool idea and it was going to be this neat addition to this past project and where it might be, if it cost you $500 and you don't have $500, then it's not a really great addition at this time. Um, And that can also be said the same exact thing that you just said, but instead of money, put in time. Ooh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Because if it's going to take you, you know, six months of work and you don't have six months of work, like, well, maybe it's not meant to be. Right. And I do find in the circles and the creative circles that I've been in the past 10 years, (laughs) however long it's been, (laughs) however long this has been, um, I do find that we 
consistently, creatives consistently devalue their time and they don't price their things with time included. Yeah. And, uh, and then we also don't schedule our things with time included occasionally as, as well. So, um, yeah, big, put on a big red flag on top of your time and make sure that you don't look over it. Um, whenever you're making your plans. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> you too. <laughs> So finally, uh, this is our last part that we wanted to talk about today. Um, all of these things, even in our last episode, all of the, the merchandise and the content that we talked about in our last episode, all of these needs, the need for affection, the need for an audience and purpose, the need to make sure that you're moving forward, the financial needs and all of that stuff, all of that doesn't mean anything if what you are considering to put your time, your patience and your your talents and and your life into, if it doesn't hold up to your fundamental standards, then it, there's no reason to do it anyway. So that's a big statement. <laughs> yeah, that is a big statement, but it is a very important one. Right, right. So, um, what are your fundamental standards, right? So we have episodes on how to find out what your fundamental standards are. And those are the things like, that's the, the thing that it doesn't have to be one sentence. It can be multiple sentences, but it's the, the guide that you have created for yourself at a specific time in your creative journey, you have sat down and you have outlined the things that you will do and that you won't do the things that are important to you, the things that aren't. And, uh, that's what your fundamental standards are. We'll link to an, uh, an episode two in our show notes, um, kind of explaining a, a, a small amount of, of our fundamental standards as we could in an episode. But uh, so this is what this is the statement that you're holding everything, all of your decisions up to in order to see if they are going to be good for you or not. So it just kind of reminds you of, of who you are at your core. Yeah. So basically, you know, is this going to send you further from your goals or is it going to help you with them? Is it keeping you in line with those things that you say that you value the most and why you're doing this to begin with? Or is it kind of on the opposite side of that? So, yes, very important right. step. Don't skip this one, folks. Don't skip <laughs> any of them. But like, this is this is key. It really is. So I know that we said this, uh, we saved this for our last, but we felt like if it was, if you heard anything in this episode, that uh, if you wanted to end with this one, it might be the last thing that you hear. And so it might be the first thing that comes to mind whenever you think about this episode. Um, it's a little tricky mentally, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good decision. <laughs> We're sticking by it anyway. (laughs) That's what we're doing because it's recorded now, friends. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And now it is time for our QWERTY challenge for you guys. It absolutely is. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a project that you're considering that deserves your evaluation? So our challenge for you would be to ask these questions about it. One, how are your affection levels? And remember, we talked about affection for the past project, project as well as for the future one. Or if you're, this is just a brand new project, obviously just for that one. Second, what is your audience or your purpose for this project? Third, does this warrant future work or are you maybe stuck in a rut? 
for or fearful. I guess we should throw that in there. Make sure that you're asking those questions, people. Go introspect yourself, as we told y'all a few weeks ago. <laughs> Fourth, how does this fit with your business plan? And fifth, does this project honor your fundamental standards? So those are the questions for you. Man, those are hard. They are. They are. So give yourself some time with them. Like, don't, you know, don't try to rush this. Right. I think this is also a really good episode for the new year, too. Mm-hmm. It really you know, is. This is this January now. Everybody's kind of thinking about what's what's happened in the past and what's fixing to happen in the future. So these are all really, really good to just kind of evaluate life. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> your creative life. I don't know if they're... <laughs> I don't know if they're all good for your personal life, but you should definitely think about your creative (laughs) life. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. Well, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the last one. And I also hope you have a great week. Yeah. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.